Do you hear a bunch of loud crickets? Okay, let me shut my window. Hang on. Oh, okay. Then it'll provide nice ambiance. Okay. I, I did, I opened it knowing that it would maybe appear, but I thought it might be nice to have some ambiance. I recently heard a Mabim Bam that had like some birds singing in the background and I was like, oh, that's pleasant. Yeah. I'm on, let me check. I think I'm on like number 45 right now. Yeah. What? 47. Sleeve nice. it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I've, well, I live alone, so I do a whole lot of, like, have to do anything. Uh, yeah, that's literally my life. Yeah, it's very true to the, um, I think there was a, a, a Cater Die um, episode where she talked about how they were the soundtrack to her move to L.A. when she, yeah. like, didn't know anyone. Yeah, and, and then she got Travis on her podcast. Yeah, oh man. Full circle. <laughs> the podcast Ouroboros. I don't think I don't think we'll be able to get Travis McElroy on the double that. podcast reach around. I swear to God, I just almost called him Travis Macklemore. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Oh, Hello God. and welcome to the McElroy fancast. <laughs> oh, I was gonna make it. I was gonna. You have to edit this out. I was gonna say a mean thing about post Game of Thrones. You have to edit that out. I will, but I also need to know what it is. What you're gonna say? Oh no, that's all that was. I was just gonna say, did you mean post Game of Thrones? Oh no, we can we can keep that in. Like they would agree with that. Hmm. Yeah, but now it's not a funny joke. Now it's just me hedging and drinking seltzer out of a two liter bottle. Nice. Hi. <laughs> nice. We're, we're, we're good. We're in good shape. Welcome to the Hempstay Podcast, where we read Homestuck and tell you about it. My can you name's tell Lydia. This, can you tell this is an evening recording? Oh, yes. Yeah, so it's it's Hamsteak After Dark. <laughs> yeah. Man, maybe what? we should do this all the time. I think we should usually do it in the evening. I think we it works. A different energy. A yeah. better energy. <laughs> so this is the second good episode of our podcast. <laughs> Stop. We've had a lot of good ones. We've had some duds. <laughs> We've had some good ones. Also, I feel like... I feel like I lost that thought as I got to the end of it. My name's Alex, and I haven't read Homestuck before. My name's Lydia, and I super have, and this week, I don't... I have no idea what pages we're reading. I read this last week, actually. We're reading so... pages 4526 to 4592. Thank you. Yeah, and this is the beginning of Act 5, colon, Act 2. Um, and we start off with a flash. We do. It's really sweet. And, and it immediately, immediately evoked like a powerful, powerful emotional response in me. And I think it's because of the theme in the background, which is Homestuck Anthem. Yeah, um, I, I, like, I, I like the, 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 the music right away. It's a very, I'm glad that we get to hear more of that then. Yeah, it's really pretty, and I don't even remember, like, I'm, I'm sure, I think it just comes up in a lot of major stuff, but I was just like, wow, that just hit me, like, right where I live, and, um, it's by Clark Powell, you can find it in Homestuck Volume 5, on bandcamp.com, and it's just, I mean, it's really just scene setting, it's, it's basically, uh, yeah. oh, I don't know, Alex, I, I like it when you always run down how the, sla the flashes actually go. <laughs> um, this one's kind of pretty straightforward. 
uh, we see that um, Karkat, and this is super future Karkat at the end of his session when he's in the Vale, he's found, um, he's basically, he's opened up the uh, Trollian timeline view and he's watching John's life unfold. Uh, and he seems pretty angry about it. Uh, he like he he starts with John uh, crashing to Earth on a meteor or on a joke book, and he's upset about that. And then uh, as John gets older, he gets more and more angry. Just watching this kid, like who is this? Who do you think he is? Um, interestingly, when John's younger than when what than when we like begin with him, uh, he wears a gray shirt with a black spade symbol on it. Oh. Uh, and then uh, Karkat goes spade eyes for him. Which is, remember, the symbol for, like, hate smooch. Yeah. Romance. Yeah. So, get ready for that one. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, and Karkat. That, yeah, that immediately happens, because this is um, Karkat deciding to troll John at the end of his timeline. Uh, and at this point, John... Uh, is really good friends with Karkat. And uh, Karkat starts with this, like, this huge spiel about, like, I'm your god now, and like your universe was created through my hate. And Kar- John's just like, hi, hi Karkat. <laughs> and he flips it. He just goes, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a really funny conversation. Karkat is, like, flipping out on him um, for knowing his name. And then... Uh, just gets really flustered, can't handle getting his trolling disrupted, and then uh, somehow gets on the topic of, like, possibly having, like, feelings for John, like, almost immediately is, like, basically propositioning him. Um, well, yeah, what, what happens is, like, he's just like, you cannot understand how much I hate you, and John's like, do you mean, like, black romance hate? And Karkat is just, like, sputters, like, no, even if that was true, pff, I mean, pff, it's not like I hate you or anything. <laughs> it's really funny. But then but then John is like, oh, but then then we have the, this is the I am not a homosexual moment, which um, begins this sort of confusing way that uh, trolls, like the way that Hussey explains the way that trolls relate to gender, which mm-hmm. is that, so, like, apparently um, sexual attraction has nothing to do with gender presentation. Mm-hmm. in troll society. It's actually sort of straightforward, except it, it kind of doesn't make sense when you get down into, okay, so then why are there gender, why is there gender presentation in the first place? Um, and, um, yeah, so, so, so John is like, well, I guess I'm flattered, but, like, I am not a homosexual. And, uh, and Karkat's just like, what's that? He's like, I don't like boys. <laughs> and Karkat's like, I don't understand what that has to do with anything. And John has to explain that for humans, gender often plays a role mm-hmm. in attraction, and Karkat's sort of befuddled by that. And He's like, boy, human romance sure is complicated. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he uh, he's so embarrassed that that, that proposition went so poorly that... Um, he basically decides to uh, troll John backwards so that he'll never have to talk about it again. Exactly! Yes! So he starts the conversation and Alex is immediately like, this is the first one, you're about to start trolling me backwards! And he's like, that's so stupid, why would I ever do that? You just called John Alex. Oh! F- <laughs> you're very similar, okay? Aww. You, you, have, you have very similar mannerisms. Um, Thanks. Yeah, okay, there you go. I, I think it's a compliment. I like John. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, okay, so John, uh, John tells him, <laughs> or no, Karkat is just like, this is so embarrassing, I guess I'm gonna have to go back along your timeline. Damn it. And he says, sayonara, you worthless, crotch-stained barf puppet. Yes. Uh, and then, as they're signing off, um, he also says, fuck you and fuck the joke book you wrote in on. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, and also, John says, see you soon, to him, which is interesting, and Karkat has no idea what he means by that. Yeah, but we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we go to, uh, I guess, a bit in the past from Karkat's perspective, where he's, right. decided, he's decided to um, start trolling the humans. And uh, Terezi opens up a memo just to discuss that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, we basically just get, like, Salix chiming in and saying, uh, this is a stupid idea. Um, and then Nepeta chimes in, and she's like, I don't really understand what we're doing. And then uh, Aradia chimes in, and she's just like, I will not be participating. And then she, like, leaves. Right. Just, like, funny Aradia. And then um, Karkat and Terezi start bickering to the point where uh, they come over and start mashing on each other's keyboards. <laughs> um, and they they like take they're basically taking turns like bickering at each other on the same keyboard. Uh, and Salix is like, "That's pretty cute, actually." It's pretty cute. I agree. Yeah, Briska or Briska says that, and then Salix is like, "Yeah, I, ha- I have to agree. That's pretty cute." <laughs> Um, and then, then it's, it's also Carcat butting in from different points in the timeline to, like, disagree, and Terezi keeps banning him. And finally, she just shuts down the memo, and, um... Well, uh, before shutting down the memo, she gets, uh, like, a 12-minute-in-the-future, uh, message from herself saying, like, yeah, it was actually pretty fun. Right. And then, like, and, like, her and her, like, other timeline selves just, like, get along really well and, like, compliment each other. Yeah. As compared to uh, Karkat, which is really funny. Yeah, man. Karkat, like, <laughs> Terezi's super weird, but, like, she's so, like, at ease with herself. Like, she's one of the most well-adjusted characters of the trolls, I think. Yeah, probably. Um, Another, like, just kind of weird thing talking about troll gender uh, is that Karkat says, or, like, Terezi's like, I'm gonna, like, sharpen your horns, those, like, nubs for horns you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Karkat's like, oh, just file them down for me. Why not, like, use every, do every kind of emasculation, emasculate, emasculize? Just, just, just emasculate me every way you know how, basically, is what he's saying. Yeah, which is weird, because that's not really a, that wouldn't, you wouldn't think that would be a concept, but, you know, it's, whatever. Eh. Don't read really um, There's also far. a couple of. Also a couple of Arslers, which is bleh. Bleh. I honestly thought they would sort of decrease in frequency, and they apparently don't. Yeah. I'm a little mad about it. I can't, I'm, I'm like a little bit mad at like my past self for like just glossing over them. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. So, what are you gonna do? John's, uh, John's hoverboard. Remember John was asleep on a hoverboard in the veil, and then the authority regulator found him? And, um, allowed, like, gave himself up to be exiled by putting John on his hoverboard instead. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so John is strapped to this... Sleeping John is strapped to this hoverboard, and he finally lands back on his planet. We should say that it's not a hoverboard like the terrible like novelty mode of uh, conveyance oh. <laughs> in the real world. It's like a rocket skateboard. Yeah. Um, and he lands, but he's still sleepy. Or no, I think he pops awake, right? No, he's asleep at this point. Oh, right, right. So he's still asleep and he's dreaming. Meanwhile, Vriska um, is trying to manipulate him. Uh, and, yeah, and it doesn't work. <laughs> There's Wait. a lot of funny panels of her contorting her face. Yeah, um, you're asking um, when she got her eye, arm and eye restored? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you, like, confused about that? or just... Yeah, I don't remember when that happened. Cause, so this is Dream Vriska. Because... Um... No. Yeah. Well, but, like, but when did she become Dream Vriska? At some point before they got like to the Like, after veil. the... Right, okay, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, like... I mean, my assumption is that um, when Aradia beat her up, she actually, like, beat her to death. And that, because that's when uh, Dream Vriska woke up. Yeah, so, okay, so I'm confused about that for reasons that I can't explain, actually. Okay. Because <laughs> um, they're spoilers. But All I right. think in a couple of weeks, actually, it will come clear as to why that's confusing for me. And I won't be confused anymore, either, so. Sure. Well, it's my understanding that this is Dream Vriska, because her original copy is dead. Fucking Homestuck. <laughs> Fuck Homestuck. Meanwhile, Dream John, speaking of dream selves, is uh, strolling across the battlefield up on Skya with uh, that uh, weaponized stuffed bunny Liv Tyler. Yeah. Um, and he, across like a hill, he sees uh, a particular hat. And uh, it's, it's dad. It's his dad. It's his dad. He's seeing this kid. This kid has just had just a hell of a day. It's been one day. It's only been a few hours. Yeah. He's, you know, his whole planet got destroyed, and he, like, cloned some babies and and whatever, and Mm -hmm. and now his dad has been missing and presumed dead, and now here's his dad, and he's very happy, and he's leaping dramatically across a ravine to go see him, and just then Vriska manipulates him successfully enough to at least wake him up and mm-hmm. so he poofs out of existence he does uh and he also that means he drops the ring that he was carrying uh into the ravine and into a river um and dad's pretty sad about that um but mom is there and she offers him a flask yeah a flask and a smile yeah so i'm glad they're spending some time together <laughs> Um, meanwhile, Riska immediately hits John up, uh, and starts sort of ham-fistedly trying to, you know, politically manipulate him in the way that she does. Yeah, but she's, the thing about this is that she's very, like, straightforward. Right. Um, which is really confusing for me. Like, it's, like, short-circuiting my, like, earnestness detector. She's very straightforward about just being terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she just, like, like, everything she says to him is true, and there's no, like, double meaning to anything. Right. It's just that, like, she's just using facts against him. Like, she says, yeah, uh, you know, you shouldn't listen to Terezi. She manipulated you into killing yourself. And, uh, you know, like, that's true. But meanwhile, like, I don't know. 
you also just manipulated him. Uh, she's, she, she introduces herself using her RP character's name, like her flirt yeah. character. So she is Marquise Spinneret Mindfang, because she's a giant nerd. <laughs> um, so she gets John to call her Spinneret. And then she's really like, funny. and then he's like, what's your real name? And she says, I can't say, it's a circuit. So it, it's a secret. Na- C-K-R-E-T. So he thinks his, her name is like Circuit Mindfang or something. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he is also like, oh, like who's Terezi? Oh, you know, the blind girl. Oh, I guess I didn't think that you guys had like actual names. That's pretty rude of me. Yeah. <laughs> Right, which is which made me feel a lot like ha- like that long, long sort of purgatorial time when we had to refer <laughs> to these characters all by their chat handles. Do you remember that? I sure do. <sighs> that was hard. I spent so much time with my fist in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did amazing, though. Thank you. You succeeded. Thanks. I'm pretty pretty glad that that happened. Mm. Um, and also. She tells him Carcat's name, and he's like, "Ha ha, Carcat, meow or beep beep meow." <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good little bit. Um, she's also talking about how like, oh, spiders are kind of my thing or whatever. And uh, yeah, so um, she's like, "Isn't that cool?" Uh, he says, "Well, you seem to like eights a whole bunch, and I guess you're like spidery themed or something." And she says, "Yeah," and he goes, "Ha ha, spiders are gross." She says, fuck you! <laughs> With eight exclamation points. Um, she also tells him to just uh, stay put for a few minutes, because uh, his copy of the game is just going to appear. Right. Uh, and it does. Uh, it comes out of the, like, what's it called? Parcel Pixis system. Mm-hmm. And there's his game. Right, which he really needs, because he needs to bring Jade into the game ASAP. Mm-hmm. Because um, she's been a... She's been out of the loop. She's cutting it close. Yeah, yeah. Her meteor is sort of imminent. She's still back on Earth. Um, Not only is she back on Earth, she is still falling. Yeah. Um, and I had honestly forgotten that we had left her like in midair because that must have been hundreds and hundreds of pages ago. I think it was. It was like even a, a while before the act break. Like, when we, when we went to go to the trolls for mm-hmm. a protracted period of time. Oh, gosh, yeah, no, you're right. Um, she's but, back. Yeah, and Beck, like, teleports her bed down to where she's going to land, and she just, like, rolls over, and she's fine. <laughs> Jade's existence is so charmed. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she immediately falls asleep again. Right, and then we cut immediately from that, like, very charming scene to, like, a super bloody, like, sad, bleak battlefield. Yeah, where uh, WV is the only survivor. Yeah. Uh, and he's, like, he's very uh, traumatized by this, and he's like, I shouldn't have ever tried to be a leader. Yeah, he's standing surrounded by, like, hundreds of, like, dead pawn, you know what I mean? Like, those chess people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, the, the river that he's standing in is, like, red. It's very, like, it's bloody. It's it's sad. Yeah. Um, and then he sees a shiny thing in the river, which we assume to be the, um, the ring mm-hmm. that he has in the future. Right. So, I mean, sort of a bright spot, I guess. Mm-hmm. Also, an interesting, um, 
Lord of the Rings illusion for no real reason. Oh, yeah. Right. Finding a ring in a river. Mm-hmm. True. Um, meanwhile, John is trying to get in touch with Jade so that he can bring her into the game. And uh, so he starts asking Jade about it. Or uh, he starts asking Vriska about it. Uh, and because Vriska can see her timeline as well. And she lets him know that Jade is sleeping. Mm-hmm. So then they talk about their dream selves and stuff. Yeah, and she's like, she explains to him that um, Prospect Dreamers uh, are supposed to end up on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, so John's just there early. And uh, from now on, when he uh, wakes up his dream self, it'll be on the battlefield. Or on Skya, at least. Oh, right. Um, yeah, and she also says that uh, Karkat Karkat's dream self didn't actually wake up until their session was over. Oh, which is yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I remember hearing that. That was sort of weird. I mean, that sort of says something about Karkat's personal development, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. It's also another way for each character to be, like, special. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, so they also have a conversation where John has to explain, like, parents to yeah. Priska. She apparently thought that his dad was just a squatter. She's yeah, like, she's why like, who is, is there this, this other person? Who's this adult in your house? <laughs> um, but then, like, John has to actually explain, so here's what dads are, but then actually my dad is really, like, my half-brother, so... Yeah, and she's, she just, like, does a, a four colons dash, like, a slanty face. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Vriska then decides that, uh, okay, so if Terezi is helping them, she's gonna have to help them too. Yeah, she does a, like, I'm gonna out-help her. Like, I'll show her who's the most helpful. Right. (laughs) Which you say is just totally short-circuiting you, and I think that's so funny. (laughs) That didn't even, like, occur to me as, like, a thing that would be confusing to parse. Or not confusing exactly, but... Yeah, it's not confusing, it's just, like, um... Scheme it's almost of like violating. It's almost like when, kind of. It's almost like in a story when you would like trick a bad guy into like thinking like like doing the right thing because like oh like I got to be better than this person right um like in a goofy way and it seems like Briska just did that to herself yes like I like as far as I can see she's just like. It seems like she can't really manipulate him. Like, she can get enough, like, energy in to wake him up. But she isn't, like, controlling him. No. She's just, like, talking to him. Um, and it seems that she just, like, wants to get on his good side uh, and get his trust. Um, and it seems to be, like, she she's doing it, like, legitimately. Yeah. Like, she's, like, just genuinely helping him and, like, being friendly. Right, just because she has to. Yeah. Because she is, I think it's, I think uh, it was Doc Scratch who said, like, you're basically an insect and, you know, you're easy to predict because you're such a slave to your pride. And, like, it's really true. And I don't know, sometimes it does make her do positive things, but it's still Mm. really true. Yeah. Um, oh, and then, uh... Briska also, I think at some point, like, the hate romance comes up again, and she's talking about... The, the, the phrase candlelight hate date comes up, <laughs> and she's like, no, nah, that's gross. 
That'd be gross yeah. with a human. Gross with a human? No way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then Riska tells him that he really needs to bring Jade into the game because they need to complete a prototyping chain, right? They all have to, like, you know, be client and server in a circle that mm. is closed. And um, that will get the battlefield into its final form. So right now it's like a planet, um, but they need it to be this, like, final thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll be, then it'll be ready to create a universe. Whoa. And he's And he's like, whoa, what? Like, he didn't, like... He obviously didn't know, yeah. Yeah, it's news to him. Um, and she's like, yeah, like, uh, like, the goal, the purpose of the game is to create a universe, and, like, we, like, ma- it created your universe. And he's like, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> yeah, he's a little conflicted. But he doesn't have much time to think about that, because he really does have to bring Jade in. And he doesn't mm-hmm. have his computer with him, so he goes back to his house. He goes to, like, a return node. Yeah. Um, which she wants to, like, uh, Vriska wants to like, make him a map. And he's like, oh, I already have this, like, Google Maps that Terezi may be. And right. that's why she's like, oh, I gotta outdo Terezi. Remember that page? We actually got to scroll around that page. That was fun. Mm-hmm. That was it, was, very it was fun, yeah. Um, so he pops back home, and there's a bunch of imps just kind of loitering in his room. <laughs> uh, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna have to dispatch of these knaves. And then he just, like, crossly tells them to leave. Everybody out! Yes, he's very funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's surveying the damage with his, like, John frowny face on. It's very funny. Um, and then his computer's on the lawn. So that's good. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of torn in half. Um, so he uses the PDA, mm-hmm. and Risk is like, why would you use this weird device when you have those cool eyeglasses? And he's just like, well, I can't really see very well with those on. Right. Uh, so they're they're chatting about the stuff in his room because she can see everything. And uh, first he has to explain Con Air because they messed up his Con Air poster. And yeah. Riska's like, "That's really dumb." But he sends her a link to remember that clip from Con Air that we've already watched once now. That's uh, yeah. What's his name coming back to his wife and daughter with the little uh-huh. bunny? And she's like, "I'm not gonna watch this." Yeah. Which same. <laughs> Did you, you didn't, did you, you eventually watched it because I made you watch it, right? I didn't, Lydia. You never watched it? Are you that's kidding dark, me? That's my dark secret. No, I watched like, I we, watched half of it and I was like, I got the gist. No, but we watched the live, we watched the live, it was at the live episode. I was there. I thought I watched you watch it. Maybe I didn't. No. no. I'm very distractible. Damn. That's not, we didn't watch it live together. Okay. Well, heck. But I got the parody version from the comic. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and then Riska says, your pale is showing. And you, the reader, are like, what, do, what does it mean? Is that like a, a weird body part that trolls have? Yeah, right? Um, but no, she's just really embarrassed to see his bucket because uh, cleaning supplies are like very like private and like taboo to like see no alternia no because so that's that's the excuse that's what john infers and friska is like yeah totally sure because actually troll like this was a literal explanation back when they were describing troll romance 
they literally like jizz into buckets. Oh. And there's literally a robot that comes around and is like, "All right, you gotta dump your bucket in my bucket, or I will kill you." Oh, so okay. it's it's so literally it's like, like he's left like condoms lying out. Okay, I see. Yeah. So so the fact that he later um kicks the imp holding a broom off of his house uh to be culturally sensitive is completely un- un- unnecessary. Yes, exactly. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he sort of misread that one, unfortunately. And, well, me too. Yeah. I'm wondering if maybe you were even meant to be able to read that correctly at this point, so I'm sorry if I mildly spoiled. Oh, that's okay. <sighs> I, mean, I think, I don't know, it's hard to read, uh, intention in text, because what she said was, oh yeah, like, don't worry about it. True. Um, but yeah, so he's, he goes outside, uh, kicks, uh, a nymph off the balcony, uh, and he looks up at his house, and it is enormous. And he's like, ooh, somebody's been hard at work here. Right, and it's not even just made of, like, all, like, stairs and, like, empty space now. It's, like, completely built up. There's, like, walls and roofs and stuff. Yeah, it's, like, a, like, it's basically, um, like, a big section has been copy-pasted on top of each other. Right. So that it's, like, an enormous tower, like, a repeating tiling tower. It's pretty cool, actually. Hang on a second. I'm mad uncomfortable, and I need to get into my chair. Okay. I was like, I'm going to lean on the floor for the duration. I'm going to kneel on the floor for the duration of this episode. And nope. (laughs) I'm too tired. My body is too tired. It is late in the day. Okay. Let's go. Let's do this. Back. Um... So John, John hits up Rose to be like, hey, you built my house a lot. Yeah, and so they have a conversation, and they have a really weird conversation. Um, How so? So, basically, Rose is giving him, like, one-word answers to everything. Right, like, two-word, one-word. Yeah, she's she's being, like, super curt and, like, disinterested. Right. Um, and she's just kind of... Saying, like, oh, yeah, I knew that already. Oh, yeah, I knew that already. Um, and she's saying, like, don't worry about, like, convincing these denizens to do stuff. Like, coercion isn't a problem. Which is really sinister. Yeah. Um, and she basically, like, yeah, she says, like, he's like, oh, did you know that we're building a, making a universe? And she's like, yes. And he's like, well, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and she's like... Well, it would be if we were going to win, but we're not. Um, the writing's literally on the wall. Because um, she's been scouring around and, like, looking up all the hidden information. Right. Um, basically in, like, the like petroglyphs all around. Right. And, like, yeah, like, hidden lore. And she's like, yeah, so this session, like, is destined to not succeed. Um, so I'm not going to... Like, we're, we aren't going to bother trying to win anymore. Yeah, and instead her approach is like, I'm going to, I'm basically going to blow this thing to hell. Like, I'm going to break everything apart. I just want to figure out how it works. Yeah. Um, the implication being, like, find some way out, at least, I guess. Or, you know, some way to make the best of it. Uh, and so she's been exploring the game really thoroughly. Um, he also, John lets her know that he saw her mom, he's pretty sure. And she mm-hmm. wants to know if she looked happy. Yeah. 
But John um, can't tell her, for sure, because he didn't see her very clearly and doesn't know her well. Yeah, also, she has one facial feature. Um, She's a nose, also. <laughs> um, something I just realized was that um, I think Rose maybe got this uh, fatalistic, like, rip it apart at the seams just to find out how it works mm-hmm. uh, thing from kind of, like, the echo of the timeline where she died, where, like, that that Rose is like, well, I'll stay, I have to stay here, and I'll just, like, try to figure out everything I can, like, to help the other timeline. Oh. Where she, like, sacrificed herself just to get some, like, just for the possibility of getting a bit more information. Yeah. Well, right, because, I mean, she was doomed anyway. There was no way that she could... Yeah. get back. It was like, all the kids had died except for, I think, Rose and Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oof, man, that, that, that hit me so hard when they, when Dave decided to go back and, and Rose decided to stay in this doomed timeline. Like, that just felt so big and, like, there, you know, they were three months down the line, like, everyone was dead. They had lost. They were in this empty game. Like, woo, that's a lot. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, maybe maybe the echoes of that are uh, are making Rose behave so sinisterly. Who knows? Yeah, not even not even really sinister. I guess. Well, I guess it is kind of, but it's just kind of like it reminds me about Radia mm-hmm. with like uh, wanton destruction, just for no real reason. Yeah, um, and just kind of apathy. Right, but not total apathy, because at the same time she does. Um, she does point out, like, oh, like, John, you're a good leader, and he scoffs at her immediately, and she says, because you say things like that, and that's why you're... He, he says, I'm not a leader, I'm your friend, and she's yeah. like, that's why you're our leader. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we go to her, and um, we see she's in her, like, super cool goth witch dress. Oh, it's so cool. With her, like, magic... Like dark magic knitting needles. Oh, Rose is so cool. <laughs> uh, and she's standing on a shore uh, on her planet, and there are some like turtle denizens behind her. Yeah. Or not denizens, they're uh, companions? Uh, what are they called? There's a word for them, and I forget what it is. Consorts. Consorts. Um, and they're just like kind of shifting from foot to foot really cutely. Yeah, they're all and very, like... very nervous. <laughs> uh, and for good reason, because she's pointing her any needle at their, like, town, uh, with it, with a big, like, turtle temple in the middle. Right. Uh, and she cracks it, oh, like, basically, an, a, like, a localized earthquake destroys the, it. The action text is, Rose, investigate. Yeah, so it's, that's, like, the really sinister, like, she's ripping this game apart, but that also means, like, physically... Destroying the how the homes of these like NPCs. Yeah, which are not totally sentient, but still like, gosh. Yeah. Gosh, that's a town or a temple or something. Mm-hmm. And she uh, does. Yeah, she does have um Casey the salamander. Right. Uh, who is like viceroy uh, salamancer to her? Yes. Um. And uh, she carries Rose's wand uh, instead of Rose having to deal with Silidaxes, which right. is funny. It's really cute. Yeah, it's a cute workaround. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's... Wait, no, then there's another thing. Then Kanaya 
hits yeah, her so, up Yeah, I mean, that that's where we end with um, uh, Rose is destroying this temple, and uh, Kanaya contacts her, uh, and she, they seem to have been speaking a lot, because uh, Rose knows her name, mm-hmm. and she says, like, Kanaya, you're, you're rambling again, and Kanaya's like, oh, I'm sorry, I just wanted to say, like, I don't know, this is, this is a weird time, but I guess, like, all the time is weird, um, but I basically, I read your guide, and that's where we end this week. Right, so she's she's figured out that um, the thing that she thought was, you know, from millions of years ago, from this foreign civilization playing this game, was actually from Rose. And that's what's so spooky, is because she thought that, oh, these, these kids in this guide definitely, you know, it cuts off, but they were, they were doing so well, they must have won. And now mm-hmm. she's observing this session, and the trolls are pretty certain that the kids are going to fuck up. Like, they're not going to succeed, and so... This is sort of yeah. a fundament of Kanaya's world that's kind of... Oh no, you're right, yeah. Yeah, this is really bad. And it's also that, like, she really idolized Rose in yeah. this, you know, fictional account or whatever she thought it was. So, yeah. it's a weird, it's a weird thing. She's in a weird place, having a weird time. Yeah, so I guess we'll find out more about that next week. Oh man, I'm excited. I'm always, at the end of every week, I'm pretty much always like, I need to find out what happens next. I kind of know what happens next, but I need to find out. <laughs> yeah, it is, it, it's pretty hard for me to like, stop reading every week. Which is basically, I think that's probably one of the best arguments I can make for like, why you should think about reading if you're on the fence and you have that kind of free time. Like, yeah. I don't think there's anybody left listening to this who hasn't read it yet, but... Either hasn't read it or hasn't, like, at least just decided that they're definitely not going to. I have at least one friend who's listening who oh. I think is not reading. Oh, well, I hello and thank you. Yeah. Hi, Julian. <laughs> He's probably not listening anymore. <laughs> but. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, the reading this week. That's the reading this week. Wow, we got through it really fast. That's the thing, is lately, like, with well, these pester logs, they take a really long time for us to read, but then take very little time for us to relate. Yeah, exactly. Because Hussie um, does a lot of showing, not telling via dialogue. Mm-hmm. So, we do have a question. We do. Do you want to uh, tell them how, how to do that? Let me tell you how. So, we are hamsteakpodcast.tumblr.com, and at hamsteak... Whoops. At Hamsteak Podcast, and you can give us an ask on Tumblr. We do have Anonymous on. We can take mentions or DMs on Twitter. Um, and now we're going to read your question. Yeah, so this is from Pastor. Hi, Pastor. Uh, who was uh, cogent enough to send us a question, even though we didn't ask this week. Thanks. Um, I hope you guys are having a nice day. Thank you. Aww. Um Question of the day. Whose fashion sense in the comic would you most like to emulate? Rose. Damn it. Because I was, I was going to say we should do each other. Ah. Uh, okay. But I was going to say Rose okay. for you. So, nailed it. Um, well, now you have to do... No. Well, now I have to do myself. Yeah. Um, I really like Jade's uh, sneakers and, like, floor-length denim skirt. Right? Oh, gosh. How... How good is that? But also, um... John's, like... 
super comfy suit. I think that was, um... That was Dave. That was Dave that had the comfy, comfy suit. Yeah. But also John's, like, in the, like, the feature when we see him talking to Carcat, he's wearing this, like, really cool, like, pajama suit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it looks really cool and, like, cozy. Yeah. Basically the coziest is what I want. Um, you might have been thinking I was going to say Aradan because that's, like, the meme of the questions for a me. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. I went there a little bit. It's self-inflicted. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't actually want to wear his outfits. I just think they're ridiculous. Yeah, no, they seem a little labor-intensive and fussy, which mm. I think is the point. Yeah. So. Um, oh, P.S., if you want to send us a question with spoilers, so now we're going to tell you how to contact us in the, like, sort of as individuals. Um, oh. What? Right? Yeah, you're just, like, part of the veil there. What? You just, like, segued. Yeah. Just by describing the segue. Um, yeah. Hey, Sorry, transparency I... is my priority, I guess. Um, yeah, so uh, if you want to send a spoiler question or observation, you should send that to Lydia at Brickchip on Twitter or uh, brickchip.tumblr.com. Yep. I may not actually respond to you on those platforms, but I will answer you on here for sure. So... Mm-hmm. Ask us those cues. And then, um, Alex, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me uh, at Crave Lunch. Oh, no. Nope. Don't go not there. That one. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Kreef? Um. Is that actually a thing? It just rhymes with Queef. Oh. <laughs> so I'm somehow combining, I'm imagining, like, like a queef that somehow is also like crunching on an autumn leaf. Oh, and you made it so much worse. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the one that rhymed it with queef. <laughs> Welcome to the Homestake Podcast. We're, we're I, 12 years I, old. <laughs> I leaned into my like misspeaking uh, as a joke. Me too. Uh, I, just, I just leaned in too far, I guess. I'm sorry. God. <laughs> you fell over. <laughs> um, you can find me at. Fuck. You can find me at Crunchleaf on Twitter and at leafcrunch.tumblr.com. Yep, it's true. That checks out. Those are those are those are us. Those those am us, and we're as always Hamstick Podcast. And I think that's the end. Um, if you'll hang out for one second, or if you can enjoy the the time warp uh, that you get to appreciate, thanks to the wonders of editing. I can also tell you. Uh, I, I can, can also just, tell you how many pages. I can just talk for a bit. Um, hang on a second. I got okay. You, you talk. I have to read some stuff. Uh, so I found someone's sock in my laundry. <laughs> um, okay. Wait, I'm I'm actually I, laughing like that's unlikely, but that happens all the time. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I don't know what to do with this. Like, I did the laundry like somewhere else, like not in my building. So, should I bring it back there? Should I just, like, bring it to a lost and found? Should I just throw it in the garbage? I don't know. Um, you shouldn't... I'm firmly of the opinion you should just leave it in the laundry room. Okay. Like, and then the person can just... They'll probably go back there looking for it. This was a week ago. 
Yeah, I mean, like, you might as well still leave it there, because they'll probably go back there to do their laundry again, like, and then they'll be like, that's oh cool. shit, that's my sock. That's happened to me with a sock before. I would feel... I wouldn't want to, like, touch a sock of my own that had been in a public room for a week, though. Really? It's just a sock. To each their own, I guess. I don't I mean, know, I returned a girl's bra that way once like red lacy thing ended but up did in my laundry. Who, did you know whose it was? Not a fucking clue. <laughs> Just left it in the laundry room. Okay, well also bras are more expensive than like a sock. Yes, that's true. They cost um, a lot. Do you money. have the pages yet? Oh yeah I do. I mean I was waiting for a logical break in the scintillating conversation. We can I mean we can like vamp for another like ten minutes if you want. Like this episode's really short. No, it's okay. Okay. Um, it was brisk, refreshing. Like this, really different energy. Honestly, guys, let us know how you feel about Hamsteak Nights. Okay, yeah, please do. I like Hamsteak Nights. I feel like feel like I'm I'm a loose goose. <laughs> I'm a loose cannon who doesn't follow the rules. I'm a goose cannon who <laughs> launches geese into the air. <laughs> I, I got stuck halfway between yeah a cannon. A launching geese and a cannon that is a goose. So you just like cradle it in your, which is something I've definitely, definitely seen this trope, right? And you're like, you like cock I, the goose's neck and then like squeeze its feet and it like. What are you saying? And it launches like. I like don't even like know a like a Looney Tunes. Uh, no, I I think it was actually like a CGI thing or like a practical effect. It was a live action thing. <laughs> Hey, oh did you know that Kubo and the Two Strings is stop motion? Yeah, that's, that's the point. Oh, I didn't know that it was stop motion. I thought it was CGI. Oh, well, yeah, that's the that's also the point. That you think it's CGI? That it's, like, absurdly... They're absurdly good at their jobs now. It's fucking so good! Oh, Did man. you watch it? No, but I saw... I've seen previews of it, and then I saw mm-hmm. a stop motion of it being done in um, stop motion. And yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah, I think it, someone said, like, it's one of those movies that you really need to go watch in theaters, and I think that's probably right. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta do that. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so the pages are, um, hmm, not that many, and so these are subject to change, but right now I'm saying, um, pages 4593 to 4642, but now that I think of it, that's probably gonna be a lot of, like, this is gonna take us forever for us to read, but I'm probably gonna add more pages, because it'll probably end up with us talking less, so... Sure. Stay yeah, tuned. I mean, yeah, it's up to you. Um, yeah. I will read whatever's put in front of me. Nice. Okay. Well... I will read everything on my plate. Oh, well, that's, that's really polite of you. That's very good I guess gotta, you know, There's kids in Africa with no homestuck to read. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not a good That's not joke. okay, but it's... I, I get where you're going. I was... I was pastiching. I know. The not okayness. Um, well, it's a, if it's a pastiche, then it's okay, right? Yeah. Pastiche sounds like a. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sounds like a like a pastry quiche. Ooh, I didn't go there at all, but like I would be all over that thing that you have just described. Which I mean, isn't a quiche a pastry already? It is. It's just a savory pastry. Yeah. So like. A pastry quiche is just a quiche. Well, but now I'm thinking of, like, a quiche that's actually, like, it's made of, like, Danish. 
kind of. Yeah. Right? Right? Dang. Oh, man. I'm back up north now, and I'm like, food? Food? I actually want to eat food? (laughs) Where's the food? We have gone pretty... Why, just because it's more familiar? No, because it's cold. Because it's not constantly 95 degrees and, like, 60% humidity all of the time. Right. It's pretty, it's pretty sweet. Um, we've gone pretty badly off the rails. I think it's time to end the episode. Yeah, sure. We just hit 50 minutes. All right. That's our good, that's a good floor, I think. (laughs) So, yep. Stay tuned. Next week we're going to talk about, um, the Lohack Stock Exchange, Dave's Planet. Um. Land of, uh, Land of Harleys and Kegbirds. You tried. Land of, wait, hold on. Let me think. Land of... Land of ham and cheese. <laughs> Land of horcruxes. And... I can't really think of a Harry Potter reference that starts with C. Cuddly cannons. No! What? Cuddly cannons? Chudley. Chudley. Chudley Cannons. Chudley. Yeah. Um, let's name all the things in Harry Potter that start with C. Let's not. Let's. Um, so, it's the land of heat and clockwork. Oh. Oh, Dave. Nice. Yeah. Haven't seen that boy in a while. <laughs> you, you just sounded like like 50 years old. <laughs> what, what about that Dave boy? Haven't seen that boy in a while. How's he doing? I feel 50 years old. After reading a third of Homestake, Homestuck. <laughs> yeah, so we should give that as a disclaimer. If this this comic will age you, friends. Yeah. It'll put gray hairs on your head. Mm-hmm. Um, well, bye. Well, bye! See you next week! <laughs>